Is there somebody from our church? <laughs> we got to meet that person. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We were speaking in the liturgy today about like our role as Christians and a big part of our role is to be bold. And I think that when we, we hear that word bold, or automatically most of us get worried that I have to do something now and, and, and it's not for me. So I just want you to have an open mind today as you're listening. Before you say, no, no, it can't be me, I want you to have an open mind to pray and see if this could be for us. Um, as a mission church, there's a role for each one of us. And <clears throat> by the way, boldness in Greek is parousia, which means all speech. So having boldness in general means we have to speak. And not just speak, but speak fearlessly. And you're probably thinking, okay, I don't want to be one of those Christians who is speaking and annoying and no, but it means like if you look at the dictionary definition, <clears throat> it's someone who is plainness of speech, concealing nothing, free and fearless. All speech. But boldness is not being obnoxious. And that's the thing. Most times we see people out there who are very obnoxious and annoying, that they're coming out bold and they're speaking and saying repent and all those things. And you say, okay, there's no way we can do that because we've seen that out there. But that's not what it is. Boldness is not being obnoxious. It's not forcing people to hear about God. That's not it, okay? Also, at the same time, boldness is not a personality trait, okay? So some of you probably say, well, I'm not outgoing, right? I'm not an extrovert. That has nothing to do, I'm not an extrovert either, and I'm not outgoing either, to be honest with you. But I think it's something that we must do, okay? Even Andrew, the disciple, one of the disciples of our Lord, he wasn't outgoing. It was his brother Peter was the one who was out there preaching, and, but he also had a role to bring people to God, to be bold, okay? So boldness is something for everyone. It has nothing to do with that, this is not my personality, this is not my way, it's for somebody else. No, boldness is for every Christian. Now, I'm going to explain throughout today, so give me a chance to explain what that means for us, okay? I want you to start thinking how we can apply this in our work and our schools. Boldness is a spiritual conviction. Now, what does that mean? It's something inside of us that makes us urgent to tell people about who God is, who he is. It's an urgency inside. Now, here's the problem. Let me just be frank with you. Let me be bold with you. Is that most times because we have no, like, connection with God ourselves, we're not urgent to tell anybody about God. Right? And that's the, that's the hard part. Okay? So there should be a conviction. Okay? St. Peter, speaking of St. Peter, he, he stood up and said a couple things here. I want you to see the boldness in St. Peter here. He stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and said, Men of Judea and all of Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. He lifted up his voice. He had to speak. We said, okay, no, I'll be boldness in a different way. Eventually, we have to speak. And look here in Acts 2, 29. Let me speak freely to you. 
let me be let me speak freely to you. I was sharing a story last week about my first time in Africa. It was the year 2000. We went to Kenya and Tanzania. I don't I don't remember exactly where I was at the time, but you know, if you go on mission trips, those of you who have just gone, you have to go out there and we go from marketplace to marketplace. We go to schools. We go to places out where you're standing in front of many people. So I knew that, and uh, uh, the father at the time told us we have to prepare something to, to share in front of the people. So we prepared what to share before we came to Africa, and I was preparing. I was preparing. I was, I was really excited about it. I was like, and I said, there's no way I'm going to say this in front of anybody. And uh, so every time Bishop Paul was calling on someone to share in front of the marketplace, I made sure I wasn't there. I disappeared, just to be honest with you. I was so scared. Okay, on paper, it looked like I could do it. But once I was in front of people, there was no way I'm sharing this message in front of all those people. So I kept hiding every market, every place we went. I would just go and hide. As soon as he would look around, I remember his eyes. He's got like these these big, beautiful blue eyes. And when he would look through his glasses like that, and he was looking around, he'd say, you go next. So I made sure when he was looking through, I was like hidden somewhere out there. But one time, he caught me. I don't know, maybe I was like, I wasn't paying attention. He caught me and said, it's your turn. So I went up there, honestly, my first time, I was shaking. I started to have like blurred vision, honestly. I couldn't see in front of me. I just, I, I couldn't see, I'm being honest with you. I started sweating. I couldn't see anything. I was shaking and I said, I, I felt really like cold and I thought I was gonna pass out to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest, I thought I was gonna pass out. And, uh, and then I shared whatever, I'm not even sure what I said, but I hope it was something about God, I don't remember. But, but I shared it and from that day on, believe it or not, it opened something in me that, I know I didn't help anybody that day, <laughs> but, it, but it opened something in me to be more courageous and to be more bold. And I think it launched something in me that, so I'm thinking that sometimes being bold in certain places is for us to be more strong with him and to be more courageous with him. And most of all, we have to really be bold in the message we're sharing. I love this verse. It says in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then the Greek. Now here, I want you to pay attention to something. It says we're not ashamed of, of, of God and his message and, and his gospel. Why? Because we know that the message of God is power for what? salvation so what, what does that mean in boldness is that the reason you should speak up is because you know it can help somebody it's power of salvation like if you don't share i'm going to explain because you probably you're still thinking okay but i'm not going to go in the marketplace and i'm not asking you to go to marketplace but i'm going to i'm just asking you to to open your heart and mind to the potential that we do need to speak because in greek boldness means parousia which is speech we should speak fearlessly and here, why should you speak fearlessly? Because you have boldness in what you're saying and what you're talking about, the message. Look, if we were talking about like tomatoes or cucumbers or how good this TV show is, that one, it can, it, you don't need to be bold there, even though we are. 
we share a lot of things in our life we were very bold in, but this is the most important thing we should be bold about because it's salvation for people. It's, I shouldn't be ashamed of it because it's the power of God into salvation. Now, if you believe this verse, and it's for everybody, it's for everyone. The reason we should be bold is because we trust that what we're saying, the message we're saying, has power to save people. That's why we should speak up. Not to show off or, or to, to show that you're better than the one next to you, but we should speak up because it can help them. End of story. If you don't believe in the message, then we got another issue to go to, right? So we have to be bold in the message. Here's the thing. Everyone out there is very bold in a different message. Isn't it true? If you look around the world and everything they're pushing onto us as Christians, isn't it true that there's boldness in their behavior? Right? When someone reaches out to invite you to somewhere like the bar on that video, right? When someone is very bold to, to invite us to certain places, they have a lot of courage. But what about us? No, 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 we're, we're humble, we're shy, we can't speak, we must stay quiet. I don't know about that. If you believe in the power of what you're saying, we should speak up. I know still in your mind right now, you're probably going, how are we going to do that, Abuna? That's still not, let, let me get there. Let me just convince you first that we must be bold. And then we're going to talk about how it's going to work practically nowadays here in North America. Another thing we need to realize is boldness comes from God. It comes from God. So it's not something that you're going to have on your own. It comes from God. Look, look at this verse in Acts 4, 13. It says, Now as they have observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Peter and John were just what? Fishermen. But they were able to speak out in front of leaders, spiritual leaders. They were able to speak up, and then the, the spiritual leader said, hey, 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 something, hey, I know something different about you. You must have been with that one over there who was doing the same thing, our Lord Jesus, right? You, you, you were doing that. He was doing that. You must, you're doing the same thing. And I think the thing is, like, I want you to realize something. By yourself, you can't have boldness. It comes from being with him. It's not just something we can do marketing and advertising about God. We actually have to know him. We have to be with him. And when we're connected with him, we can, we can, we can, we'll have courage to share. So boldness in the message you, that you have, boldness comes from God himself. You know, they were untrained. They couldn't speak, but they were speaking words that the, the, the Jewish leaders, the Sanhedrin, were very amazed by. Boldness comes from God. Boldness to speak what you see in here. I love this verse in Acts chapter 4, 19 and 20. Boldness to speak. And when Peter and John answered, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. We cannot stop speaking about the things we have what? Seen and heard. We cannot stop speaking about the things we have seen and we've heard. Now let me ask you a question. I know you can't answer me because we're like too many in the room here, but just let me ask it anyways. That 
Have you seen anything good God doing in your life? Hasn't God done so many great things in your life? We should speak what we've seen and heard. We can't just say, oh, let me tell you about Jesus, and we start telling this long message about who God is, but we've never experienced that. No. Being bold in what you speak, what you hear, you can't just, what you hear, what you've seen. The problem too many times is we see people bold out there just saying really rough messages. But haven't we seen God do some great things in our life? Haven't we seen God do some special things in our life? If no, then you need another boldness, which is there's a, a verse in Hebrews 4 which says, you should be bold to go to the throne of God. Okay? So maybe, the, look, if some of you are sitting here saying, I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything God did in my life, then the boldness you need, which is okay, is the boldness to enter into this place where you can meet God, his throne, and receive from him. So that's a different boldness. So if you're listening today and you say, okay, well, that's not for me, anything you're saying today, Abuna, that's fine. But then I would say, maybe you need to go and meet the king of kings and see how amazing he is. And when you meet him, what you see, you must speak. You must speak. Boldness to speak what you see and hear. There's another person who did that. The Samaritan woman. One of the best examples of, of boldness, right? And then I'm going to just kind of intertwine this a little bit. But she did three T's, really, which was she turned away from her water pot. She turned away from an old life that she had, right? And, and by the way, to get to the, the last one, we'd have to turn away from something. She tasted the living water. And I, was, I always tell people that the first two can be interchanged. She can, we can taste how amazing God is, and then we'll turn away from our old life, right? So one and two are interchangeable. But we have to have turn and taste or taste and turn, right? We must have that tasting of how, as Psalm 34, verse 8 says, taste and see the Lord is good. There must be that. If you have never tasted, if you've never seen how amazing God is, then that needs to happen first, okay? She tasted. She experienced. She turned away. She said, that's enough. I'm done with that. Okay, I'm done with that. And I'm sure some of you, just like me, have had a point in our life where we said that's enough of that old life. Isn't it true? Like I remember those days when I was away from God and I remember I said that's enough. I've seen, I've tasted, I've, I need to turn away. But then, by the way, <laughs> what happens next is amazing, right? After there's a tasting and a turning, which we have to have, by the way, then we have to do. It's mandatory, the last one, which is testify. Look at the verse here. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who what? Testified. He told me all that I ever did. She testified. It wasn't optional. She met God. She tasted. She turned away. And she testified. We need these three. As a Christian, all three are there. I don't know where you are on this, but I remember... I had none of those three a long time ago, okay? But once I tasted and I turned, which is a constant thing, by the way. It's not a one-time event, by the way. Then I have to taste. I have to testify of his goodness. And, I'm not, I, and we shouldn't be afraid of that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of what God has done for me. This is the way of all of us. This is the way of all Christians. I was saying this to someone last week. I was saying this to the group last week. If you have a serious illness, that you will die. 
Then you went to a hospital, and this awesome doctor saved you from this illness that can't be cured. And he saved you. And then people around you have the same. And they're going to die. Wouldn't you tell them about the great doctor you have? If you wouldn't tell them, you would be cruel. You'd be a cruel person. If you didn't tell them, hey, you were saved by that doctor, by that hospital. You went there, and it was an amazing experience, and you were saved from something. Said, they said, your life will be over in six months, and it wasn't. You were cured. Wouldn't you tell somebody else who has the same sickness? I know you've heard that analogy before, but we have to say truly that analogy is important because if you truly have been saved or being saved and being changed by God, shouldn't we tell others about the same experience? We must have boldness. Is, like I feel like we're saying boldness is for those people who have that certain mission. I don't think so. I think boldness is for every one of us. If you like it or not, you should. when you taste and you experience God, you must, tell, you must testify. You must tell people. It's not optional. You say, no, that's not for me. It's not for me. It's for everyone. <laughs> okay? I love the, the community in Zambia. We have a, a lot of the uh, Egyptian community. We have a, quite a bit of Egyptian community there in Zambia. And people are always surprised to hear that there's people there. That, and I love it because every time there's a deal at, at we call it Game. It's one of the, the stores there at Game or ShopRite or if there's any food deals or if there's any electronics deals, they come running back and they share with us, like, hey, go quickly to Game or to ShopRite and get the deal. It's really great. Everyone helps each other. And I was thinking about that. I said, well, we're quick to tell people to testify about a deal at a, at a store, but we're very slow to testify about something more important. Let's testify how great God is. Like I said, some of you are probably saying, I'm still new to God. I really don't know more about him. Some of you have a lot of good experience with God. You can write books. Like when I talk to some people, say, Abun, I have many books to write about what God has done in my life. I love that. And I even tell them, tell me one of the stories. And they tell me. I'm excited. And that, to me, encourages me. Imagine how that can encourage somebody outside. I'm sure you have many stories to share about how great God is. And this is called a testimony. That's testifying and sharing that is a testimony. Like I said, John, I wasn't always close to God all my life. People always think that priests are born priests. That's not true, though. Okay, that's, you know, for me, I was, uh, I was raised in, mostly in Saudi Arabia, by the way, where there was no church. Uh, when I was young, my childhood was mainly there. And, of course, there's no church there. So I, I was really, like, not close to God or close to church at all. And then when I was 12 or 13, we came back to the States and we lived in a small city also away from the church. So even throughout my high school years, I, was, I didn't know anything about church. So I, I had zero through high, up to high school. And then, by the grace of God, I was applying to universities everywhere. I only got into one. I don't know why. But uh, I only got into one. I, I, now I know why. It's because that one was right next to church. And uh, there's a, a university called George Mason University in Fairfax, and it was right on the same road as the church. So then I realized later on that God had, like, he wanted to capture me. He wanted to say, okay, I haven't seen you in all these years, but I need you now. And the group of the church would come boldly. They would call me. They would visit me, and I would always try to ignore them. And when 
when the servant called, I would tell my roommates in college, I am not here. Please tell them I'm not here. And I, that was, this is a true story. I was really against God and against the church. And I don't have anything, because I wasn't raised that way. And, um, but the persistence and boldness of the priest and the servants there really, really touched me. They weren't just doing a job. They came to love me the way I am. I think that's one of your slogans, right? It's come as you are. I love that. And I think that I wish someone could have told me that a long time ago. And, um, and they made me feel that just the way you are is okay. Just come. And uh, from that, this is when the turning point happened. And um, I mean, there's a lot more. I don't want to spend more time talking about myself, but I'm just trying to give you an example of a testimony. Right? You're probably saying, okay, what are you talking about? But why are you telling us your life story? Because I want to share with you that sharing a testimony of what God has done for you is really important. Okay? And if you say, oh, God, I don't know what God has done for me, then you need, to, you need to start that journey with him so you can have, you can see and taste for yourself. And ever since then, I've been really, like, honestly, the church has helped me to know God and to, to serve God and to lead God and prepared me all these years to this service of being a priest and of being a servant in Africa and being a missionary. That was all from that day when they came and they loved me and they encouraged me just the way I was. And um, I want you to know that maybe your boldness can make a new priest to be alive. Because the boldness of the church back then saved me and changed me. So I'm thinking, if you think that it's not important, I'm glad the church there was bold. And I pray this church can be bold. And I already see a lot of like, I see how a lot of times you're encouraging people to come. I love that. Don't be afraid. Be fearless. Tell people about your testimony. I challenge you today, after you go home, to write your own testimony. You probably say, okay, Abuna, whatever. I'll say yes and we'll nod our head yes. I challenge you to go home today and write even one paragraph on what God has done for you. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if you do it, I promise you, the one paragraph will turn into two paragraphs, it will turn into a chapter, you'll start writing your book that we talked about and how amazing God is in your life. So that's my quick testimony. It's, I can give you a more detailed version, but I don't want to bore you. So <clears throat> if you want to talk to me on the side later on, I can tell you more details. But I just want you to know that these three things are so important. That you must taste, you must turn, and you must testify of his goodness. And the, all that village in Samaria was changed by St. Putini, the Samaritan woman. The whole village, because she shared with them. I wonder how many people God can use you if we're just bold. Boldness comes from continuous prayer. And I want you to understand this clearly. These, are the, these two verses, these two sets of verses are really important. Look what happened. Remember I was telling you about Peter and John? You know what they did after they were arrested and they were testifying and then they went later to after they were done being released from kind of that the arrest look what happened what what did they do and being let go we're in acts 4 23 and being let go they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them so when they had heard that they had raised their voice to god in one accord and said lord you are god who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them as soon as they were released, Peter and John ran straight to their friends, straight to a community of believers, and started to pray. 
Because this is how it works. You pray, go and share, come back, continue to pray, and go out. God is opening the door, not you. Whatever you're going to say, if it's not covered by prayer or led by prayer, then whatever you say is just going to be something quick. It has no impact on anyone. But look how the disciples here, they knew they were running back, continuous prayer. Look at verse 31. It says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They went back to pray, and they they went back out to speak with boldness. Boldness comes from continuous prayer. God gives us courage. God gives us the right moments who to speak to. <clears throat> it's not only that, not only who to speak to, by the way, but what to say. What to say. We have this tradition in our church in Zambia that when someone is speaking in the marketplace like I was, the other ones are praying. When we go house to house, and we knock on their door. Yeah, I know it's strange here in America. I know that's different. But when we go in and they open their, their house to us and we share the Bible with them, the other servants are always praying. We know we can't do any of this unless we have continuous prayer. St. Ignatius of Antioch says, pray without seizing on behalf of everyone. For in them, there is hope of repentance so that they may attain to God. Pray without seizing on behalf of everyone. For in them, there is hope of repentance so they may attain God. We need to pray. As your church is growing, you're reaching out to the community. If you're not praying, you will not reach anyone. They may come to the church, but it won't last unless it's done in prayer. What you say, unless it's done with prayer, it won't have impact. Boldness comes from continuous prayer. There's a section here about <clears throat> the book of Acts. You know, I don't have to tell you. When you read the book of Acts, you can see Barnabas and Paul and Silas, Peter and John. I can give you a lot of verses. I have a lot of verses here, but I know you know already. But they have like one verse from Acts 13. Barnabas and St. Paul spoke out boldly to the Jews. And when they were opposed, they spoke out boldly. And you go through the whole Bible and you can see boldness of the book of Acts. You see boldness coming from them. Okay, wait a minute. We're always taught in the church that the book of Acts is not finished yet. Don't, don't we always hear that? That the book of Acts is not finished and there's no amen. And we always say that and we always preach that. But then if the book of Acts was full of people who loved God and knew God and shared about God and were bold about it, then why are we ending it? Why did we end the book of Acts? We ended it, not, not no one else. So if we really feel the book of Acts is not ended, and some people say Acts chapter 29, and there's only 28 chapters in the book of Acts. He said, no, we're Acts chapter 29. You always see people say that. That means we must continue the same boldness as them. Now, <clears throat> this title maybe needs to be adjusted a little bit. Boldness today 
is the easy way. Do you think boldness is easy or hard? It's very hard, right? Because if, if it was easy, I think everybody would be, would be doing it. I would say, is boldness easy or not? And, but here's a, here's the thing. In Acts chapter 4, 4, I want you to hear me clearly. It says this. Many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number became 5,000. I want you to hear that for a second. Many of those who heard, what was next? They believed, and then came to 5,000. You probably say, okay, that doesn't happen anymore, Buna. I can barely get one person to come to the church. But I disagree. What I want you to know is they'll never believe if we never speak. It says they heard and then they believed. They heard and then they believed. So here's the real question. How do we do boldness out now today in North America? Okay, Father, you're from Zambia. We saw the videos. You jump up and down. You sing a lot of songs. And people come to you, and you can share with them. There's lots of, you know, the orphans and the vulnerable children and the, the people in the prison. We saw those videos. We heard about the stories. So easy where you are to do, be bold. How can we do it here? I would say there's another kind of boldness in North America, which is boldness to connect with people, to build relationships with people. We're always told to hide from people, to be in your own closed group. I disagree with that. I think we need to connect with society, not to be affected by them, not to be impacted by them, but to connect with people, to build friendships with people, to build relationships with people, not to be unequally yoked with people of unbelievers, but to connect with people and build friendships with them. Why? Not because you're selling something to them, because you know the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You know it. You know what you have is life-saving. So you must tell them. You must connect with people. So I challenge you once again, after you write your testimony, I challenge you just to have boldness and courage to build friendships with people. It's like when you go to, uh, I heard soccer is huge now in Atlanta, Atlanta United. It's like going, like boldness just to go to the stadium. I didn't say you have to have boldness to play on the field, okay? But you know the boldness we need to have is just to enter the stadium. What does that mean? It means that you have the boldness to go out there and be open with people. Maybe you're not yet ready to play on the field. I understand that. Maybe the boldness to pray for someone, to connect with them and to pray for them. Wouldn't that be a good start, easy start? And by the way, Life with God is not supposed to be 100% easy. If you look at the book of Acts, how many people were stoned and killed and crucified in the book of Acts for sharing God? So at least we can do, at least we can do, is connect with people, pray for people, just enter the stadium, just enter the arena and see what God will do. One day you'll be playing. One day you'll be more, have a more active role. One person told me in Zambia, a missionary who came, they said to me, the way we should look at it is, if you're on one side of the river and the people are on the other side of the river, it's not good for you to shout, hey, you over there on the other side of the river, I want to tell you something. He said, that won't really work. 
What's the way to work is that you build a bridge from this side of the river to that side of the river. And you go from here to there and you start to talk to the person over there. That's how you can help people. But what we're doing is we want to stay on this side of the river. Here's a Christian. Here we are in the church. But the people are over there. You can't say, hey, I want to tell you something about God. That won't work. You need to build a bridge to the people and start to speak what we've seen and what we've heard, what God has done in our life. I challenge you once again. Sorry to say all these challenges. He said, well, no, you can challenge us all you want. I'm not going to do anything he said. Just challenge us. Keep challenging us. I'll challenge anyway, and it's up to you, and it's up to Abuna to follow up with you. I challenge us to build bridges. The problem is we're building barriers between us and people. Personally, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll confess to you now. If I had my choice, I would stay in my house by myself. Just stay quiet. I'm, a, I'm, one of the, I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'm being honest with you. Those who know me very well, if people are out in a social gathering or in a gathering, I feel really comfortable just to go home and just stay quietly by myself. I like it. That's just my personality. But I know <clears throat> I have a responsibility to connect with people and to encourage people and to pray for people and to share with people. So I go against my own comfort. I go, I go against my own comfort, and I challenge you to be bold and get ready to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I said to you, like this means something different to the disciples. Their uncomfort was death. Your uncomfort is not going to be death. So you should have it easy, okay? You have it much easier than, than they do. We have it much easier than them. I always tell these funny stories. So if you heard the story before, don't, don't, don't laugh again. But there's a great leadership conference we do in Zambia once a year. Every time I go there, there's a leader in the church that welcomes me. He says, welcome Rabbi Abraham. And I said, I'm not a rabbi. I'm a priest. Every single time, I, I promise you, like every, the following, the next year, the same guy, he sees me from afar. He said, welcome Rabbi Abraham to leadership conference. I said, I'm a priest. My name is Father Abraham, and I'm a priest from the Coptic Orthodox Church. I try to explain to him. And the next year after that, the third year comes, before he has a chance to say, Rabbi Abraham, I say, my name is Rabbi Abraham. How are you today, sir? <laughs> Honestly, because I know that he's going to call me this. So I already preempted that and said, so it's uncomfortable for me. You know, wearing the black galabian, Abuna will know, is very uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Most people think that you're so many different things. For example, I was telling a story about Nigeria. One time I was in Nigeria. We just got out of the airport and went into a taxi. All of a sudden, there was banging on the window of the taxi. And I was like, what's going on here? Banging. And this guy put up like a DVD, like a movie DVD on it, and it was Osama bin Laden. And he said, Osama, <laughs> Osama. I think, he, I think he wanted me to sign his, uh, his DVD. I don't know. And I was like, I was terrified. That he, you know, he thought, I don't know if he was Osama or I, was, I don't know what was going on. So it's really uncomfortable sometimes. I'm not sure about some things, but I, I have a lot of stories about it. You know, even one time at Dis Disney, uh, at Disney World, I was standing next to Darth Vader uh, icon, and people were looking at me and looking at me, and they were taking pictures, and I was like, I'm not Darth Vader, okay? <laughs> so it's uncomfortable sometimes, right? But I have to be comfortable. 
And by the way, in Zambia, and I was telling Abuna this, and I was telling the missionaries, when you wear black, you're automatically known as Satan. You're sa so when people saw me the first few years, and still to this day it happens, they start running away. I remember one time, this is true, one time I was in the village of St. George, those of you who went there, one time, I, the, my first time there, I came like that and I was going to knock on the door of the house. They, they came out of the house and there was like children. They started running for their life. And I said, Abuna Mark, what's wrong with these kids? What's wrong with everybody here in the house? They said, no, they're scared of you because you're wearing that. So the next house, same thing. Next house. So the third house went. I said, okay, I'm going to do something different. They came. They started running. I started running after them. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I started running after them. I just wanted to have some fun with them. It's okay. You go. I'm coming with you. By the way, I'm telling you true stories. All these are true stories. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Boldness needs to be uncomfortable. It's okay. Try to take our job someday and see how it is. Every time I get on an airplane, everyone is doing the double take, right? They're worried that I might be the one on that plane to take it down. I'm serious. Ask Tassoni Dahlia. Tassoni Dahlia is always looking at them, how they look at me. But I'm proud. I walk in and say, hey, what's up? I'm going there. I'm, I'm very proud to wear this black robe and... And, and I just, I know that this is part of my calling and this is part of my uncomfortable. I have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and living a life of boldness is the same way. But there's some good stories, right? When people see me in this robe, they'll ask me to pray for them. There's many times I was, I was at a place here in, in, in America that people say, hey, Father, can you, I, I have cancer. Can you pray for me? And they've come up to me randomly. I don't even know them. They're not even from our church. They've come up to me randomly. They say, Father, can, I have cancer, and she's like crying, and I would pray for her, and she was so lifted up. I'm saying, so God will also give you not just the funny stories of Darth Vader and Satan and all these things, but even we were in the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Center, his house here in, um, in Atlanta, and when I popped up there, there was a man who has been waiting in line for hours who said, thank God you came. And I was looking around, thank God for what? He said, thank God you came. They're going to let us in now. You're like Jesus to me, and they're going to let us in. I was so touched. He felt like I was Jesus to him. I don't even know him. There's times, look, guys, there's times when it's going to be uncomfortable, but there's also times when God is going to open the door for you to touch someone's life and encourage someone. There's going to be both. Be ready for both. I'm ready for both. I'm sure Abuna has 10,000 stories of when he had to, like, it's just uncomfortable sometimes. But be comfortable being uncomfortable. Paresia or parousia, as it is in Greek, for boldness, means to be fearless. It means we have to speak. The word means all speech. You want to break down the word. can have boldness in the message you are sharing because it's salvation to people who hear it. By the way, you don't even know. That one word of encouragement can help someone change his mind or her mind of suicide. It's happened many times. I'm telling you the truth. You don't know what one word can do. One word has a lot of impact. If you decide to stay quiet, maybe you're, you, you could have encouraged the next leader missionary, priest, servant, that person that you stayed quiet and didn't encourage or didn't share with, didn't have boldness, you may be foregoing 
something very important. A lot of people always tell me, even in my own house, I don't know if this is for you or not, even in my own house, Abuna, I can't even share about God. It's awkward. Please, have boldness to share with your kids, with your brothers, sister, cousins, your parents, whatever. Please have boldness to tell people what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've tasted. You must testify, not in an obnoxious way. Okay, you don't have to be obnoxious. But you can share from your heart. You can share from your heart what God has done. Be bold for that. Be bold to enter the stadium to connect with people, to pray for people. You have the message. And remember, boldness comes from who? It comes from God. He will guide you what to say, who to meet. Keep praying continuously. And remember, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I said earlier to you, this last thing I'll say. The world around you is very bold. It's true. There's, if you turn on the TV, you can't believe what you see anymore. That's allowed now? That's okay now? This is good now? You go to schools and you say, we can't do that anymore, but we can do that? That doesn't make any sense. And there's just so many things around us. Isn't that true? So many bold people and things around us. But we are not? No. Don't be bold in a, in a very annoying way. But we must testify, we must share, we must encourage, we must invite people. I like that you have this events for parenting and you have lots of things that you can invite people. There's leisure groups. Invite people. I think all of you should go and be bold to invite for those two leisure groups. You should be, involved to, uh, be bold to invite people to that parents thing on August 31. You should be bold to invite someone here. I saw new people were telling me there's new faces. That's great there's new faces. Be bold. You don't know how that can affect somebody. You don't know what one word can do. A lot of you have friends already you're connected with. Pray for them by name. Encourage them in a, in a, in a way that's non-threatening, but just encouragement. Okay? Boldness as a Christian is not optional. It's not optional. You have the cure. Don't keep it to yourself. Isn't God amazing? I think all of you could say God is amazing. What he's done for us how we're here now, but we, like, I know that I wasn't always here. But now we're here, and we get to be in front of God and partake of the communion and share people, share with people about him. We get, some of you are servants, you get to serve God, and God has done so many amazing things. Don't keep that to yourself. Encourage someone this week. Be free to write what God has done in your life and share that. You know, so thank you so much for this time, and just be bold and, and be fearless. And boldness comes in different layers and different ways. You don't have to be obnoxious or annoying, but we must be bold because we have the cure for so much pain and suffering. People are so broken out there. And like I said, the world is so bold. It's time for Christians to be bold and fearless. Pray for one another. Glory be to God forever. Amen. Let's stand up and, and, and part of our prayer, let's put our prayer to music. Like, worship is prayer put to music. So let, now let's wrap up by singing a couple of songs. Marina will lead us in a couple of songs. And then Father Abraham will close us in prayer. All right, guys. Um, I want us to sing one song really quick that's not on the PowerPoint. Uh, Here I am, Lord. And I hopefully a lot of you guys know it. And I want you to, to pray it, not just sing. But I want us to pray together. I don't know if you can. Here I am, Lord, if you can look it up.
We're going to do that, and then we'll do the PowerPoint. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars and night, I will make the darkness bright, all who bear my light to them, whom shall I send? Here I am, O Lord, is it I, Lord, I Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We thank you, Lord, this beautiful day with you, Lord. We really thank you, Lord, for this beautiful church, all the beautiful people before you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for encouraging us today so many times. Thank you for letting us receive you today. Lord, we're not really good at being bold for you and sharing our life and what you've done to others, Lord. We don't know what to do, Lord. Please prepare the way for us. Please show us what to do on a daily basis. Please help us to build relationships with people. Please, Lord, send people to us. We don't know who, who out there is broken or is in need, but we ourselves are broken, and we just need you and, and use our life to, to be a light and encouragement to others, Lord. Let, use this church. Use every single person standing before you. Lord, let this week be different that we go out and we, we lift people up, Lord, in your name. Please forgive us our sins. Please for, for, forgive us for choosing darkness, not light. Please forgive us for being selfish, not selfless, Lord. We love you so much, and we thank you, Lord. Give us that zeal and boldness and courage to share how great and how beautiful, how amazing you are, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you for this church. We ask all this in the intercession of St. Mary and St. Mark and all the saints. Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Have a seat for one second, please. Have a seat for one second. 